Stay tuned for the Sports Gouge. It's the yearbook. Sportscast says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to contact us. Uh, this is on the level. Uh, we're being sincere about this. Uh, the timing, well, when the podcasts have come out, has been erratic lately, and we sincerely apologize for that. We refuse to say dropped. Dropped as in when the next episode of your podcast uh, comes out or when your new streaming series is being released. Dropped is dead, and it should be. Stop saying dropped. Also, no more drilling down on topics, all right, on a particular subject. No more drilling down. Drilling down is dead and never should have been living. So stop with the drilling down. But sincerely, uh, we've been traveling for games, which has affected when the podcasts have come out. That's the reason that is not an excuse, though. It's not fair to you that some weeks there's been no podcast. Some weeks there's been two. They've been released on varying days, so you never know when it's coming out. Uh, and we sincerely apologize for that. Unbelievable. IndyCar season is almost here. It begins on March 15th. Although if you're a fan, you know that's misleading. The season begins March 15th in St. Petersburg, Florida, and then promptly takes three weeks off. But still, it's such a short season. Doesn't seem like it if you hate it. Which makes for such a long offseason. From the last race of last year on September 22nd until St. Petersburg is 175 days. A 175-day offseason. Just short. Just short of six months off. There was, yes, recently, essentially a preseason. There's some testing and real cars at a real track. But it's only very brief. And then it's gone until March. All of this, though, looks great for college football's argument. College football talks about is really really long offseason. Doesn't seem like it if you hate it. And it holds up. Right now, college football, unfortunately, is at the beginning of 234 days off until next season. Granted, there's spring ball if you're into that, but that doesn't make it any shorter. Am I right? So the point here was IndyCar. The first race, well, the first race is a street course. On real streets in St. Petersburg. And we always just assumed you set that up for a week. You build the walls and put up the billboards and it takes a week. But IndyCar broke ground. Well, not really. They didn't break anything because if they broke anything, you can bet it's going to come up at the next city council meeting. Although, and this is us, not them. This is our problem, not theirs. We are still royally confused about when exactly the city council meets. But if anything goes wrong... While setting up everything, you can expect to hear from the Public Services and Infrastructure Committee whenever they meet. I'm still confused. And you would think you'd also hear from the St. Petersburg City Beautiful Commission, which next meets Monday, March 9th, which would still be just before the track is completed and just six days before the race. I'm serious about this. This is legitimate. I legitimately want to know. I definitely want to hear the commission's concerns six days before the race. And I hope one of those concerns is IndyCar's newly unveiled a different breed campaign to promote the drivers who have incredible backstories, uh, but who are woefully unknown. If a different breed means getting their stories out there, then great. But the kickoff video, you can see it on IndyCar's website, is up and down. Just like the old call in basketball. You want to be a hero at your gym? If you're in a pickup basketball game or any organized basketball game at the gym, just call it. Say, hey, that was up and down, buddy. You'll be a hero. Heroism, uh, not guaranteed, but uh, you should be. So, yeah, so it's it's uh, up and down. It's, it's cool in the video pointing out 
how incredibly dangerous IndyCar is and how great point each race is a competition between a group of daredevils. But pointing out that not everyone can do this seems unnecessary. I don't think anyone ever claimed anyone can drive an IndyCar. The music is cool. Music is completely subjective. But the generic bear imagery, seriously, watch the video, does not work. Uh, It's cool seeing IndyCar drivers do it because they just have to. Oh, the video went in a slightly different direction at the last second. So the different breed unveiling was up and down. It could turn out to be cool. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, again, the point of all this way back when was the installation of the track. Again, the race is March 15th. Installation of the temporary partitions, etc. The whole thing started at the beginning of last week. And the whole process is going to take, expected to take, 23 days, which is apparently fast. We never knew. I just thought it happened over four days or in the week leading up to the race. <laughs> Typical. Uh, the outrage. Thank you for listening to uh, the yearbook. The outrage over the Astros sign stealing. And there should be outrage. You cannot have fans and players, etc., thinking that the games are somehow fixed. So something definitely had to be done. And we don't need yet another scandal that just gets forgotten with the passage of time. In 10 years, all anyone would remember is that Houston won it all. So rightfully so. The Astros and everyone else should be reminded to not forget. So the sign-stealing controversy isn't just lost to history. But the reaction from the baseball community separately, that is players and coaches reacting to the Astros scandal, It sounded at times kind of self-serving. There's been a lot of talk about how Houston stole a certain teams, and we're not talking about any one team, a couple of teams, a few teams. There's been a lot of talk about Houston stole a certain team's championship. But what if it comes to light that other teams were doing the same thing at the same time? The commissioner's office says in 2018, quote, a number of teams, unquote, complained about, quote, a number of teams, unquote. What happens if it turns out that the Twins were cheating? Or what if the Orioles were cheating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make jokes about science stealing. Ha, ha, hardy, har. And Baltimore still couldn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if the Orioles were cheating or somebody else was cheating, how does that change all that talk that science stealing costs someone a division or a pennant or a World Series if also Rands were also cheating? Uh, The 2018 Red Sox are next up as their investigation wraps up. So... Are the 2017 and 2018 World Series champions really the only teams that cheated? The two winners were the only ones. I mean, it's possible, but no runners-up, no semifinalists, no wildcard teams, no also-rans. No one else cheated, just the two winners. That is possible, and I'm serious. That might be true, but we don't know that. And when are the Reds, the Rangers, Diamondbacks, Rays, Yankees, and Nationals going to punish the players they recently signed away from Houston? The Yankees have been pretty outspoken about the Astros robbing them, but they have not yet offered to suspend prized acquisition from the Astros' Garrett Cole for the first half of this season. Of course, it wasn't Cole's fault. He's a pitcher, so he wasn't stealing signs. So he's okay. Sure, he was on the team that cheated, a team surrounded by constant rumors that it was cheating, but Cole and others managed to not see or hear anything and managed to not have to make any ethical choices or even think for a minute about what cheating means. 
By the way, don't take the Yankees talking as gospel. At press conferences, you have to say something. So these quotes aren't necessarily their absolutely true feelings. It could be just press conference fodder. But Yankees manager Aaron Boone says he considered those linked to cheating, A.J. Hinch, Alex Cora, and Carlos Beltran, friends. What does that mean? As a member of a baseball lifer family, the Boones, he knows better than anyone how cutthroat the competition is and how friendship gets thrown out the window when a title is on the line. Does Aaron Boone ever go easy on his friends in the game in a regular season game against uh, against the Red Sox? This scandal is said to be worse than steroids. And one player was right that baseball did not consider steroids illegal for much of that time. But everyone not wanting to let the Astros off the hook is letting all the steroid guys off the hook. I haven't heard anyone remind us of the humiliation pitchers suffered having to throw to roided up players. No matter what they threw, it got hit for a home run. I haven't heard anything about remember all the guys who lost jobs or just never made the league because they didn't use and they were playing against guys who were using. This scandal is said to be as bad as the 1919 Black Sox, a team where strategic players played to lose the World Series on purpose. What the Astros did is cheating. Again, no question. That's separate. We're not saying that. What the Astros did is cheating. We can't have fixed games. But is intentionally trying to win the same as intentionally trying to lose? It could be. I mean, that's the argument. But signs or no signs, the Astros still had to hit a round ball with a round bat. That's not easy. To be clear, it's cheating. And it could be just as bad or worse. But is it? And the Astros apparently took the time-honored tradition of sign stealing too far. I mean, sign stealing has gone on forever, but the Astros took it a step too far. But there is no time-honored tradition of intentionally bobbling ground balls or striking out on purpose to intentionally lose games. The Astros were wrong. Period. But heaven help the rest of Major League Baseball's players and coaches if any of them are doing anything wrong. If any of them are this outspoken at the same time they're using performance enhancers, sign stealing to any extent, receiving any kind of intel, quirky bats, or doing anything else, retribution will be nasty, and it should be. Now, everyone's been speaking so freely, which I don't remember happening before. It might have, but everyone's been speaking so freely about the Astros. It does honestly make me think that no one else could possibly be doing anything wrong out there. Seriously, would anyone possibly be this big of a hypocrite? And I mean that. Is it really possible to be foolish enough to crucify Houston while also cheating at the same time? But if it is possible to be that foolish, hypocrisy and extreme pearl clutching are going to go down in history right along with the Astros. 